Good day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to First Take. Happy Halloween. We got Tim Legler here in New York City with me. I'm Molly Karam, the Hall of Famer, Shannon Sharp, the one and only S.A., Stephen A. How we feeling, fellas? What's up? How y'all doing? We doing good. 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 Good to see you, Lots to talk about today. Lots to talk about today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. What's up, Legs? What's up? All right. Let's get right into it, guys. So while you were sleeping, massive news coming out of the association. After so much offseason speculation, the L.A. Clippers acquired 10-time All-Star guard James Harden in a blockbuster trade with the Philadelphia 76ers. Sources telling our Adrian Wojnarowski, here's the details. You can take a look right there and uh, seeing what the Clippers get and the 76ers. So with that being said, Stephen A., I need your thoughts on this. Where does this put the Clippers in the landscape of the association? Well, as far as I'm concerned, right where they are right now, and the, the reality is, is that it doesn't make much of a difference. If we're looking at it and we're being analytical about it and we're being real about it, the reality is, Shannon, Legs, we don't know what kind of effect dare I say, detrimental effect Harden's arrival will have on Russell Westbrook. That's really the only concern. I don't know if anybody's noticed. Russell Westbrook has been playing his tail off since he's become a Clipper. He's been a, Clipper. he's been a welcomed addition to the Los Angeles mm-hmm. Clippers. There's no question about it. What, he ha- what happened with him in the Los Angeles Lakers is completely polar opposite to what he's meant to the Clippers organization. True. You know that Paul George has been injury prone. We don't even have to get into Kawhi Leonard and how unreliable he is due to his health. Not his game. We know how elite he is, but due to his health, we know how unreliable he is. The bottom line is, is that Russell Westbrook has been a steady, in, a steady influence. He's been a reliable component to their success or lack thereof. He performed in the playoff, Shannon, when, when Kawhi Leonard went down and Paul George obviously wasn't available. So I look at it from the standpoint that Harden being with him after what happened with them in Houston leaves everything up to grab. But in terms of the Clippers' overall success, nothing matters unless Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are healthy. Nothing matters. When those brothers are on the floor, they win basketball games. They could beat anybody. Right. When they are off the floor, it's a problem. It's that simple. You, you, you prefaced a lot about when. When they're on the floor. That's right. When they're off the floor. <laughs> and go. they spent more time off the floor than on the floor. My question is, what version of James Harden are we going to get? Because this is the very first time in a very, very, very long time that he's third option. No question about it. It's Kawhi, Paul George, and now what impact, as you said, what is he going to have on Russ? Because they need the pass first James Harden. Remember, you said and reported that when he went to Houston, he wanted to go back to what he was when he was in Houston. Correct which was a score-first point guard. The last thing that they need in L.A. is a score-first player because they have PG and they have Kawhi. But you look at what they gave up. Defense, Robert Covington, Nicholas Batum, defense, Marcus Morris, uh, senior, defense. So who's going to play defense? James Harden doesn't really play defense. Kawhi can't play defense like he once could because of the injuries. Paul George. So I look at it the same way you do. They do get uh, uh, P.J. Tucker, who's a little longer in the two, doesn't quite play defense like he once did. Still tough, though. He's still tough. But, Legs, when I look at this, I don't look at them and say, okay, now they're better than the Nuggets. Now they're better than – I don't look at them when, in, in the Phoenix Suns. When I look at this trade, they're ex- – it was addition by subtraction for the Sixers. Yeah. They had to get him up out. They had to. They had no choice. no choice. But I don't think they're exponentially better. I don't think they're marginally better with James Harden than they were before. Yeah, look, I'm going to echo a lot of what you both are saying because here's what it comes down to. Stephen, I, th- I thought you summed this up pretty well. Bottom line is this. If you believe in your heart that Kawhi Leonard is going to stay healthy – 
and be available for potentially a two-month playoff run. If you believe that, and look, that that could be a leap of faith at this point based on what he has been through physically. (laughs) But if you believe it, they already were a contender. They already had what they needed with Paul George, Westbrook, Zubach, Terrence Mann, all these role players they just gave up who are guys that had length, could defend, and spot up and shoot the three. So you already had it. To me, the only reason I didn't put the Clippers on that short list of teams that could win it all going into the season, because I think that is suspending reality to think that Kawhi Leonard is going to be there at the end. I just think, based on recent history, it's really a lot to assume. So that's a team you've got to wait and see March, April. But they already had enough. So now you add James Harden to the mix. Doesn't move the needle for me one bit with regard to the Clippers because, as, as you both said, Westbrook looks super comfortable. And he does bring a lot to your team in in terms of his energy and toughness and competitiveness. Mm -hmm. He's got all those things. And he doesn't have to be the primary decision maker on this team with Leonard and and Paul George getting majority of those touches. So how is this going to affect the way he's been playing? Does that now become something that now Russell Westbrook is trying to do too much when he's on the court because the opportunities aren't quite the same playing next to James Harden? To me, this doesn't really change how I view their team because the other thing you've got to remember about Harden, you're not going to expect great performances out of him in the postseason when you have to have them. Now, maybe he won't need to be great if you got those three guys all healthy. He needed a lot more in Philly when you had Embiid, you had Maxie was younger, not quite ready, Tobias Harris struggling in the postseason. You needed James Harden to be great for Philadelphia. And I got some incredible numbers here on 10 of the 13 playoff games that he played for Philadelphia the last year. Now, why do I say 10 out of 13? All right, let's take away game four against Miami two years ago. He played great. Let's take away games one and four this past year against Boston. I'm not denying how great he was in those games. That's a three-game sample size. The problem is his floor on the other nights. Ten games, and I want to look at this. I want to make sure I don't misspeak. Ten games out of 13, 32% from the field, 22% on threes, 14.5 points a game. In the other 10 games that you had to have him because some of those nights in beat struggled. So that's what you're getting with James Harden. You don't know if he's going to deliver in the postseason, and it doesn't really move the needle for me because this is all about Kawhi Leonard. Well, here's the deal. You're absolutely right. It is all about Kawhi Leonard because that's what it comes down to because you don't have a chance. You don't have a snowball's chance in hell of beating Denver, Phoenix, or even the Los Angeles Lakers without Kawhi Leonard. That's just a fact. Let's look at the Los Angeles Clippers. Let's look at James Harden, first of all, since January 2021, Shannon. Mm -hmm. He's been on the Rockets, the Nets, the Sixers, and the Clippers. So he's been on four teams in two and a half years. That's number one. Number two, the Clippers at two and one this season. Short sample size, no doubt. Currently ranks fifth in the NBA in scoring at 121 points per game. Second to Denver in field goal, the field goal percentage shooting at 52%. First in three-point shooting at 41%. Those are the Los Angeles Clippers. Good, key important point here, Legs. Shannon, Russell Westbrook is averaging 11-7-6. and six. He's shooting 60% from the field. Wow. 50% from three-point range. Small sample size. Yes. First three games. Only averaging a little over eight shots a game. But I'm pointing to the efficiency. Russell Westbrook playing the way that he plays has a lot to do with the teammates he's playing with. with. When you got guys that you can rely upon, that you don't mind feeding, that allow you to be you to the best of your ability while facilitating stuff for them. Russell Westbrook doesn't mind that. He goes to Houston. James Harden is his boy. I'm certainly not here to tell you what their friendship is like, I have no reason to believe they ain't still boys. Please right. don't get me wrong. But I'm talking about as teammates, 
Russell Westbrook wanted out of Houston. Yeah. And James Harden didn't mind him being out of Houston because James Harden wanted to do his own thing. And so when you look at it from that perspective and when he goes back to Houston, let's be clear, let's be clear about this in terms of what I was told and what I was I reported. He went to Houston with that mentality because of the team they have. The younger. With the Clippers, he knows he's going to have to be that dude that led the league in assists last year at 10.7 a game. Here's the problem with that. If James Harden is that, how does that help Westbrook? Because Westbrook isn't an off-the-ball dude that's going to run around looking for a shot and spotting up three. That's not his Mm -hmm. game. Russell Westbrook is at his best when he's the aggressor with the ball in his hand. James Harden ain't running around picks and screens and everything looking to get the ball to catch and shoot. That ain't his thing. They both want the ball. Russell Westbrook is averaging 30 minutes a game. James Harden comes. Is his minutes going to be compromised? Who's going to get the minutes? Right. Who's going to have the ball in their hands? That is a question. Now, if anybody can figure it out, it is the great Ty Lue. But it is a lot yes. to figure out. Yes, but let me ask you this. James Harden going to want – I mean, you don't make this trade without saying, well, you're in James Harden, you're going to pay him at some point, right? Mm, you know, not necessarily so because he's in the last year of his deal. He's in the last year. He can approach free agency, and if you're the Clippers, you're going forward, and if it don't work out, you can get the hell out of there. Well, you don't gave up all that to you get You don't it? mind. Or, or what? Covington? Nicholas Batum? <laughs> You want some cookies? I got chocolate chip and milk, too. I mean, what the hell? I mean, I'm not disrespecting them. They both can play and they can make contributions, right. even though you can't bring up Nicholas Batum to Michael Jordan. Don't even bring his name up. Yeah, You can't even bring him up to Michael Jordan. Here, you, know, you feel like he got robbed. But the point is, outside of that, they can make a contribution, sure. But you don't worry about giving them yeah, up if you're trying tough. to go for it. Considering how well Russ had been playing this season, how well he closed the season last year, and it seemed like they had found a, ni- a nice mesh between PG, Kawhi, and Russ, it's an awful lot to bring James Harden in there because somebody is going to have to sacrifice even more than they were already sacrificing. And Russ is going to be like, well, damn, how much more do I need to sacrifice? That's true. That's true, Legs. You know, what's amazing, what's amazing about these situations, and, and we see now this has been recent history, guys get frustrated, they want out, they're disgruntled, they force their way out, they end up exactly where they want to be. It's really kind of amazing the way it happens. And for James Harden, what this means for him more than anything else, I know he wanted to get away from Daryl Morey, he made that pretty clear, but this is about now going to a situation, and what does it say about a guy, like, I want to do less I want to have to do less to have a chance to win. And that's what James Harden is going to do here because there's a lot of nights. James Harden, if all four of those guys are playing, there's going to be a lot of nights. James Harden can get eight points, and we're not going to care because of what those other guys are going to do. That that's wasn't the case him, in that, Philadelphia. Like. And, 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 and the pressure in that market, in Philly, all of that, it affected him. He's going to go into a situation now that it's going to be a lot more comfortable for James Harden. I think it was worth it for the Clippers to do this because, like, to your point, Stephen A., you're talking about really giving up three guys in their mid-30s who are all, have all had very good NBA careers. They all are guys that can defend. They've got length. They've got size. They can spot up and shoot the basketball, fit much better with what Philadelphia needs to go around and beat in Maxie. 
For the Clippers, they're probably looking at those guys saying, what is the return on these guys right now? Marcus Morris is hurt right now. Batum is averaging like less than two points a game. He's not really a major factor for them minutes-wise. So they're probably looking at it like, this gives us a better chance as an insurance policy in the regular season, especially if Kawhi Leonard misses extended period of time. We have now replaced him with a guy who can, on given nights, be elite offensively. And I think that's what the Clippers were looking at and hoping that Kawhi Leonard is there when you have to have him April 15th to June 15th. Marla, let me ask Stephen A. one thing. Yeah. You said if James Harden gives you 8 to 10 points, we won't care. But will he care considering who and what he is? Well, let me say this to you. He wanted out of Philly so desperately. Going to Los Angeles definitely is a plus. Right. Even He's though it's from Clippers. LA. That's right. I would tell you it would have been better for him to be a Laker as opposed to, to replace D'Angelo Russell right. than it would have been for him to be a Clipper. But if Kawhi or Paul George gets hurt, the Clippers have acquired a security blanket. In a roundabout way, Legs and Shannon, you know what's strange about this? All of them being healthy creates more problems. <laughs> One of them being hurt actually makes it easier. Right. <laughs> That's the crazy part about it. Yeah. After D'Lo last night, I don't show. I don't know if I want to let D'Lo go after what I after saw one last night. night. After <laughs> what I saw last night, after one night. I mean, haven't you had some great one night? Haven't you had some great one night? Well, I have a great many nights. Okay, okay. I, mean, okay. I get what you say. Right, We're right. looking for the answer. Okay. I have a great uh, one night, you know. But that's the okay. thing here. No, Stephen no, L.A. Smith, take it down a notch. Legs. Do you think the Clippers will regret this? He said it. He brought it up. Do I think the Clippers will regret it? Yeah. I don't think they'll regret it because I don't think ultimately they gave up a ton to get him. And, and you know, the, we can get into the picks and what that's going to mean ultimately down the road, all of that stuff. With teams that are, think they're contenders, the picks down the road have a lot less value to me. It's about what you're putting together now because the NBA has become a place of very sw- short windows, tight windows. Acquire talent. you got two, three years to get it done. If not, we blow it up. That's what the league has become for these top teams. Uh, maybe with the exception of what Denver looks like right now. So I don't think they're going to regret it. Ultimately, I think this is probably worth rolling the dice on this based on what you gave up. For me, mm-hmm. this entire thing is so much less about the Clippers. This is all about Philly, in my mind. Right. Because I okay. think, as I sit here right now, Philadelphia got better. Now, did they get better to the point where they're looking Boston in the eye, they're looking Milwaukee in the eye? Probably not. They're probably on that next tier, but I think, to me, this is the third best team in the Eastern Conference because of Joel Embiid and because we are finally getting a taste early here in the year and I think now continuing that Harden's gone of the ceiling of Tyrese Maxey. And if you're not watching Tyrese Maxey every night and thinking you are watching a star player in the making that you don't really know the game because that is what he is. And actually, there's another component to it as well, guys. James Harden was a guy that dramatically affected Joel Embiid's demeanor, body language, frustration. You'd see James Harden go into these dark places in a playoff game Take a look at Joel Embiid when that was going on. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying he's blameless because he had some games he didn't play as well either. No question. But it was obvious. He's looking at this dude saying, wait a second, man. You're an MVP. You're an all-league caliber player. And now here we are, middle of, the, middle of the second quarter of a game five. It's 2-2. And you have two points in the middle of the second quarter. You're not shooting the ball. You don't look aggressive. No. You're turning it over. And all of a sudden, here goes Embiid's shoulders. They drop. 
And now you've got two stars in a bad place mentally. That is now gone. The black cloud has been lifted from the Sixers organization. They are moving forward with Tyrese Maxey and Joel Embiid. And now you've added supplemental parts that fit that roster better. I love this for Philly. I love Tyrese Maxey. Let's Let's move forward. You're keeping going on. Pause that stuff, brother. Don't don't, don't, don't pull a Shannon or somebody where you're talking so much. (laughs) I can't get back at you now. Hold on for a second here. All right. I get what you're saying. You're probably right, but it's not that black and white. Okay. First of all, right now, for the audience out there, Legs is absolutely right if the sample size of these first three games is anything for the Sixers. Tyrese Maxey is averaging 30. 30. Eastern Conference. 36 and, 36 and 7. And by the way, he shoot, but he's shooting 56% from three. We know that's not going to yeah, last. Correct. That's not going to last. So we got to pump the brakes on that just a touch. But. Here's the beauty of this trade. I think Marcus Morris. I think Covington makes them better. I think Morris having somebody, Embiid having somebody like Morris on the squad with him helps immensely. Mm -hmm. We can't ignore that. That is a plus. Here's where it gets interesting. Tyrese Maxey, not just because of his money, playing for a new contract, Mm -hmm. all right? He's also a guy he has to show that he's elevating and developing in a way that's appealing to Joel Embiid so Joel Embiid doesn't ask out. Right. We got to make sure of that. And so it's not just about his numbers. It's about him playing in such a way it makes Joel Embiid say, I got this brother. We good. Yeah. We good. Because if he does, if he's not able to say that, even though he's under contract for the next four years, it's still problematic because he could always ask out. Yeah. That's the NBA. Right. And we see how the right. coach is today. And keep in mind, last point. Tyrese Maxey was one of those dudes, Tim Legler knows this, that went to folks in the offseason, whether it was his former coach, Doc Rivers, and others, damn near crying because he was so disgusted at what he saw in the postseason and how something needed to be done to change what had transpired in that Boston series. James Harden, on the other hand, we have to bring this up. This is it for him. As good as he is, because he's still an all-star caliber player. Mm-hmm. But when you force your way out of three teams, that's the image, whether he wants to deny it or not. That's the image that has been created. That's the narrative that goes out about him. If the Clippers are somehow the same or worse, he will be blamed. Mm-hmm. He will be blamed. Russell Westbrook was fine before he arrived. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, when on the court and healthy, were fine before he arrived. If somehow he gets there and and they're the same or they tail off, James Harden will be blamed. Mm. Remember I said that. Any denials? No, 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 no. Well, you, Legs, you said the Clippers didn't re- won't regret this trade. I know one trade they already regretted, Shea Gilgis. What would they give to have him <laughs> paired with Kawhi? How about that? No, very true. Look, you talk about Harden. The bottom line is this. James Harden, here's what you need to know. The Sixers had to recalibrate what he was worth. They thought they could get Terrence Mann. They thought maybe they could look around the league and get a young star they player. They got three 34-year-old role players. That's what James Harden's market value is. This is the but one t- team that him. made sense because you don't have to change the way you play to assimilate to him. Everybody they else, got, you have to change it. They could have got Terrence Mann. The problem is they were asking for a pick, too. And that's what the Clippers didn't want to give up from what I was told. Yeah. 
And plus, you ought to make it. He done made it so contentious. Right. I know you got to get rid of him. That's right. Right. Why am I going to give you full price? Leg? Buyer's if market. I know you got, right. If I, yeah, exactly. If I know you, your house about to go in foreclosure, I'm not paying you what you're asking for. <laughs> that's right. Because I'll wait till it get in foreclosure and buy it for pennies on the dollar. There you go. So they're like, okay, we'll wait till he calls the stink. And guess what we got him for? Those three 34-year-olds and a couple of picks down the road. Yeah. All right. We'll have more on this later. The Clippers now have three of the top six active scorers in the NBA who have not won a title. Hey, I'm Molly Caram, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. The NFL schedule drops this week. And you can be there to catch all the action live and in person with Vivid Seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code TAKE. That's code TAKE. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Thanks so much for listening to the pod. Brought to you by the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles in everything you buy and turn everyday purchases into extraordinary trips. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges and a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. Unlock a whole new world of travel with a Capital One Venture X Card. What's in your wallet? Term supply, lounge access is subject to change. See CapitalOne.com for details. Hitting the road, y'all, and it's a homecoming. My man Shannon Sharp and your boy Stephen A. Smith in the house. Headed to an HBCU on Monday, November 6th. First take will be live from Savannah State University as Shannon's alma mater will show us how the Tigers get down. Then on Tuesday, November 7th, remember that day? We're taking the show to my alma mater, Winston-Salem State University, where my Rams will be sure to represent. I can promise you that. So be sure to catch Molly, Shannon, and your boy, Stephen A. And special guest, of course, for First Take HBCU Homecoming. Holla! Less than a week away. Can't wait to go to your old stomping ground. I got a quick take for you, Stephen A. Let's get it. Milwaukee's dynamic duel combined for 58 points last night as the Bucks took down the defending Eastern Conference champion Miami Heat. All right. SA, three games in. How you feeling about that duo of Giannis and Dame? Well, I'm feeling I'm feeling fantastic about it. Dame, Dame dropped 25 last night. was incredibly efficient. I forgot whether the, the, it was 11 or 14 shots that he had scored those 25 points on after having a subpar performance, obviously, in the second game, just shooting 2 or 12 for the field. This is Damian Lillard that we're talking about, and I think the thing that we have to peel from it is the level of deference Giannis accords him. It's time to close. Here's the ball. But when he struggled, okay, I'll take it over. That's what it's all about. When you have an elite duo like that, 
feeding off of each other the way they're feeding off of each other. We expect that this is the season progress. They came out the box this way, yeah. and that's what I like about it. Yeah. This is the best player Dame has ever played with. This is the best player Giannis has ever played with. Yep. Okay, now go make it work. This is what you wanted, Giannis. Dame, this is what you wanted. There you go. And they're doing it. They're doing and it. They're doing, they're doing it. And Devontae Adams might be missing the best player he used to play with. That's what we want <laughs> now yes. in the NFL. Uh, Adams and the Raiders fell to 3-5 and five after losing to the Lions last night with the trade deadline at 4 p.m. today. There's heavy speculation on Adams' future with the team. Adams did not sugarcoat his frustration after finishing the game with just one catch for 11 yards. Take a listen, guys. I honestly, I, I don't know what to say at this moment. I, I truly don't. I wish I had the, the words to, you know, to say something that's not going to get blown up in the media and, and taken out of context. So I'm going to just, uh, I truly, I just don't know. What are you feeling right now? Can you elaborate on anything going through your mind? Frustration, but I mean, that's, that kind of goes without saying. season, Adams averaged 100 yards per game, was targeted at the highest rate among wideouts since then. His targets have nearly been cut in half while recording zero touchdowns. On that note, we are joined by senior NFL insider, the one and only Adam Schefter. Adam, good morning. Uh, Tell me this. What are you hearing about the possibility of Devontae Adams getting traded today? I thought you might ask that this morning, Molly. So I made (laughs) a couple of calls in advance. And the response that I got back to any potential Devontae Adams trade by the 4 o'clock Eastern deadline today was to, quote, not a chance in hell. So there's your answer. Not a chance in hell. Not going to happen. He's not going to be dealt by the 4 o'clock deadline today, despite the fact that everybody sees what's going on there. Everybody sees how frustrated he is. Everybody sees how disappointed they are. And everybody knows, yeah, he would fit with a lot of teams. A lot of teams could use Devontae Adams right now by the 4 o'clock trade deadline, but that trade is not going to happen. There's a lot of trades that you'd like to talk about that make sense. This could be one, but it's just not going to happen by the deadline today. Adam Schefter, it's always wonderful to see you, my brother. And since you said there's no chance, not a chance in hell that he's going to be moved, okay, we'll move (laughs) beyond that for the moment, okay? And I'll ask you this. Is there a chance in hell that Josh McDaniel may not finish this season as head coach of the Raiders? He's 9-16 as the head coach. They're 3-5 now. I mean, we're not seeing very impressive things. Jimmy Garoppolo's his guy, all right? He didn't want Derek Carr. What's the chances of this man? What are you hearing? about Josh McDaniel and his tenure in Las Vegas in light of how this team has been looking? Well, Stephen, let me say this. He's got a lot of years and a lot of money left on that contract. And I don't think that relationship has gone the way that anybody would have hoped it would through two seasons so far. And so Mark Davis is going to have to sit down and figure out what he wants to do going forward. The season, again, going to last night. They've actually reeled off some wins here recently, but when you watch a game like that on national TV and you see Devontae Adams wide open on two plays where there could have been touchdowns and there wasn't, all these questions now start to come into play. And you start wondering about that. Now, again, there's not a chance in hell of a lot of things in the NFL, but with coaches who don't win, there's always a chance of something, right? So you just have to see how this unfolds. That's a decision Mark Davis has been through. There's been so much instability in that organization. I would think he'd want to be stable, but he's the owner. He does what he wants. There's a lot of money invested there. We'll see what he decides. Yeah. Did Gruden, did Gruden, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Shannon. I was going to ask, uh, uh, yeah. Chef, 
Did Gruden uh, money comes off the books because, like you said, he had that what ten year deal for a hundred million dollars, and now you got uh, Josh McDaniels money on the book. You said he had a lot of years left and a lot of money left. Well, if, if Gruden <clears throat> number is off the books, you got to eat this because I don't know why people continue to give Josh McDaniels opportunity because we've seen his resume outside of New England. Go look at him when he was the offensive Denver. coordinator when it went the uh, the St. Louis Rams. Go look at his resume offensively as a head coach. When when he was in Denver, at what point in time do you start to realize, like, you know what? Tom Brady made a lot of these guys because all these coordinators and all these guys that have gotten jobs in, uh, out of New England, when they couldn't bring Tom Brady with them, they didn't look the same. And Josh McDaniel is a prime example. So how much longer do you believe that Mark Davis will stay with the guy, even though he might owe him, say, $50 million? Well, first of all, we don't even know how the Gruden situation resolved itself because there was obviously some sort of discussion between John Gruden and Mark Davis at the time where the NFL uncovered those emails. And so I'm sure they figured out how to settle the differences in the remaining balance on that contract. I think Josh McDaniels, after this season, if I'm not mistaken, has about three years upwards of 30 plus million dollars left wow. on the contract. And so there's a lot of money. And when you change the head coach, then you have to change all the assistant coaches. And now you're starting over again. And so that's why, to me, it's a tough thing that he's got to figure out what he wants to do. You can't just keep cycling through coaches year after year. That doesn't really work yeah. in this league. But obviously, the season's been a huge disappointment, and it's not going the way that anybody wanted there. So Mr. Davis is going to have to sit down and figure out what he wants to do. I agree with you, Adam, but in the same breath as Nevada's, no state income taxes. I mean, you know, you go down to the casino, have a big night winnings, and that'll, that'll offset whatever loss that you might have with Josh McDaniel. I mean, talk about, you don't let, you don't figuratively roll the dice in Vegas. You can literally go down the block and roll the dice if you mark Davis and make up for right. the loss. That's all I'm trying to say. Well, if you keep I mean, the possibilities and you, and you are you can crap out, too. <laughs> you can crap out, that too. You know, so. He has already. But, I would make that argument. He has already. <laughs> but Chef, you, <laughs> Chef, you keep using Vegas and say that's a lot of money. You don't want to keep recycling or uh, uh, going through coaches. But that's the problem. He keep recycling old coaches. He saw, yeah. he recycled John Gruden, who had been away from the game for a seven, eight, a decade. He recycled Josh McDaniel. Instead of giving some of these young guys an opportunity, he went back and giving guys opportunity that had proven they hadn't been successful as head coaches. Yeah. Well, you know what? He's got a guy that he's trying to make an ownership deal with. Maybe he can convince him to come out of retirement and go play quarterback and hit a wide-open Devontae Adams. That might be the best <laughs> solution of all. Yeah. All right. I'll leave you with this. Uh, Jimmy G has nine interceptions this season, the most mm -hmm. in the NFL, despite playing in just six games. Probably missing right. Aaron Rodgers. He doesn't even go yeah. out anymore. Yeah, sad. I'll leave it at that. Oh, I get it. Oh, that took me a second. Yeah, we know. Yeah. You, you're, man, you're man in the streets. We know. I forgot about your nickname for a minute. Bye, Adam. Thank you. Uh, Jeff Saturday with us now. Jeff, which team should be on the phone about Adams right now? Oh, the Buffalo Bills. I mean, they, they, they need to call – or the Chiefs. I, I would go either way, but the Buffalo Bills right now, you think about how decimated they are on defense. I mean, losing Milano, uh, Tredavious White, like the injuries that are mounted on that side of the ball, they're going to be in a lot of shootouts. And so you need something to help – Josh Allen, they have they have no you know no no real semblance of a run game. You got Diggs on the outside. If you put Devontae Adams on the other side, think about what you have there. And here's the thing about the rate: it's not like they're not trying to target uh, 
Devontae Adams. Jimmy G can't give him the ball. You, you know that's not going to be a problem with Josh Allen. Josh Allen will find ways to get him the ball. And, and from Devontae Adams' standpoint, this guy is almost 30 years older, maybe even 30 years old. You want to go win. I mean, man, like you don't want to be in purgatory. You don't want to be sitting in sitting in Las Vegas, whether whether Josh McDaniel gets fired or doesn't get fired. If Jimmy G is going to keep being your quarterback, like he went there to play with Derek Carr, not not for the QB shuffle. And so, however however it shakes out there in Vegas, if you're Devonte Adams, I would be in Mark Davis up going, hey, I'm ready to go. I appreciate it. I appreciate the money. I appreciate. I'm not I'm not ready for a rebuild, right? If I was going to rebuild, I should have stayed in Green Bay when they let go of Aaron Rodgers. I need to be somewhere we can win. That would be in Buffalo or with the Chiefs, either one. But Buffalo, if I'm Buffalo, I'm making that call because you know you're going to be in shootouts, unfortunately, because of the injuries on your defensive side. I'm more about the Chiefs. Oh. And I'm more about the Chiefs. And here's the the reason why, Jeff, Saturday. We know what Patrick Mahomes brings to the table. Here's Here's the one stat that you need to know. Do you know, since the start of last season, Four DD, four TD passes, deep passes, 20 yards or more downfield. That is all Patrick Mahomes has thrown. Four since the start of last season, meaning since he lost Tyreek Hill. Now, I know we're sitting here looking at them as the reigning defending Super Bowl champions, mm-hmm. and I get all of that. I understand that. But the flip side to it is that this season, unlike in Buffalo, Buffalo's got a few problems. They'll get it together, but we all know that Stephon Diggs is that dude. But if you're the Kansas City Chiefs, here's where it really re- resonates with you, Okay. You've got receivers dropping passes. For sure. Dropping passes. Okay, they can't get open, and when they get open, they can't catch. And so when you – whether it's Rasheed Rice, all right, who, by the way, is leading there with TDs, whether it's Kadarius Tony, Sky Moore, don't get me started with him. I mean, damn, you're dropping passes. So either you're not getting open, and you got Patrick Mahomes running in for his life, waiting for one of y'all to get open – or he gets the ball to y'all, throws y'all open, and you're still dropping passes. When it's the combination of those two things, you've got to go out and you've got to get a receiver, and McCole Hartman is not going to do no, the no. trick. You need more than McCole mm-hmm. Hartman in order to pull that off. I'm about the Chiefs on this question. I agree with you, but I'm not so sure they're willing to trade him within the division. Sure, you know, they know, you know hey, it's not going to happen. Hey, Friday, you that. know, that's, that's a no-no. Yes, Unless you're sure. Coach yeah. Belichick and you trade Drew Bledsoe to the Buffalo Bills because you realize he doesn't have anything left. I don't think there's a stretch of beyond the imagination that people think Devontae Adams doesn't have anything left. So, with me, I agree with you, Stephen. I agree with you also uh, uh, Saturday that Devontae Adams with Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, that's all. It's over. It's, right. it's literally over. The way their defense is playing with Devontae Adams and Travis Kelsey. But Patrick was, Mahomes throwing on the ball, Lord, Lord. You know, I it's, mean, it's, it's, it's interesting. Like this, and, and you know, I, I know they're not going to trade anybody in the in the division. But when you think about Adams or that type of receiver to Kansas City, you take all the pressure off of Kelsey. And the other part is you're allowing those young receivers, Stephen H. You talked about they got 19 drops, the most in the NFL. Allow those other guys to kind of learn and figure this thing out. Because here's what's going to end up happening. And, and, and Shannon, you and I both know this. That Sky Moore drop touchdown. 
That bothers Mahomes, bro. Like, you can think yeah. whatever you want. Like, Mahomes is a pro's pro. He shook it off. He walks the sideline. Let me tell you something. You do that. Go ask people who played for Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. Do that to me twice, bro. You might not ever get a ball. Mm-hmm. Like, it don't matter what the coach calls. Right. It don't matter. You ain't going to get that rock again, brother. You keep dropping them things, and the quarterback will make sure everybody understands you're not getting touches. So somebody, like to your mm-hmm. point, whatever it is for Kansas City, they've got to they got to light a fire for these young guys right. to understand, man. Like QBs, they're taking enough hits, right? They're taking enough shots to get you that you ball delivered. You have got to get yeah. your part done. SA, By the way, here, just a correction. Just to correction here. I, mean, I just wanted to make sure a clarification. Uh, Rasheed Rice. Only Chiefs receiver with more than 20 receptions and with multiple TDs. I didn't mean to say he led them in TDs. He had mm-hmm. multiple TDs. Only one with more than 20 receptions and multiple TDs. That's all I wanted to say. Yeah. Stephen, I, I, I want to come to you on this, and I want to get all of your thoughts here. Who should Vegas move on from first? Is it Devontae Adams or Josh McDaniels? Oh. Josh McDaniel. Easy. That's yeah. the easiest question you've asked me this year, Molly. Yeah. That's the easiest question. I mean, we 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 almost in the year 2024. I haven't had an easier question well, in my just, life. We it's just Josh talked McDaniels. about the whole contract situation with Adam. It, it doesn't with Josh matter. Josh McDaniel. So right. I'm factoring in the money and the logistics I, as well, I, guys. I, I, I feel you on that. Not, I'm not not just based on performance, of course. Right. We yeah, yeah, know yeah, what I'm talking performance. Is. I, as far as I'm concerned, I don't worry about billionaires. Find the money. Find the damn money. Do what you got to do. This is coaches. The cap is with the players. Yeah. They got the cap with the coaches. Eat it, okay? Because right. Josh McDaniels is not. Not the answer. There's certain people that prove to you they're coordinators. Mm-hmm. They're not leaders of men. They're not overseers. You know what I'm saying? And that's just the way that it is. And, and by the way, I'm one of those guys, just so you know, I have this is a philosophy, Jeff Saturday, Molly, you. I'm the kind of dude, if the house is messed up, I'll burn the damn house down before I sit up there and live in a dirty house. I'm not going to sit up there and allow the house to continue to deteriorate incrementally. Hell with all of that. Burn it down. I mean, start anew. I don't care. You don't sit back and watch an erosion take place incrementally. You're, you're, you're not going to renovate. You're just, you're just going to burn I'm just saying. In other down. words, everybody got to go. Let me put it in language oh, terms. Everybody got to go. Right, yeah. Everybody got to go. Let me, say, let me say this. Let me say this. This, this is the, because I'm, I'm, I'm not one of those guys who's like, hey, let's fire everybody. But I will say this about the Josh McDaniels argument. When you look at Dan Campbell, I think Dan Campbell, he started like 0-14-1 or something, right? Mm-hmm. And his, but – he had taken their quarterback, gets you know shipped off to a Super Bowl. To, they get a new quarterback, but you saw the pieces and parts start to be forming, right? Like you you saw a true identity being developed in Detroit. Now it's paying dividends, and everybody's on the bandwagon. It's great, right? Detroit's one of the top NFC teams. All those kind of things. If I had, if I was seeing that. From McDaniels and the Raiders, I would have a different – the problem for me is is you did get rid of a quarterback and you brought in your guy, and it's getting – like, at every turn, you're going – man, we're not getting – And that guy was friends with Devontae Adams. Yeah, they got to change. Like, the Raiders, they have to find an identity. Win or lose, you have to start doing something that stays consistent, that you can hang your hat on. And whether you loved them or hated them, when when, when Dan Campbell, they were running the ball. You know, come hell or high water, they're going to run that rock. They're going to be physical. They're going to do those things. Now things are catching up. But for McDaniels, it like it changes every week, and you don't know what to expect. That's, that's a tough way to win in this game.
And it's his side of the ball that's terrible. The defense, Max Crosby, those guys, think about how well they kept Detroit out of the end zone early in that yeah. ball game. It's 3 nothing, it's 6 nothing, it's 9 nothing, And they yeah. get, the, uh, get the touchdown to pick six by uh, Peters. It's yeah. his side. That's his expertise, yeah. his offense. Yeah. And that's what Stephen A. says. Stephen A. says, your expertise, you should be thriving. You should be yeah. flourishing yeah. if they're not. Yeah, Stephen A's lighting the match as we speak. Oh, All right, right, guys. Damn we'll right. Leave, we'll That's what I do. Well, I'm uh, bringing the gas. Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hits, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems with nothing on your roof. So whoever's up there, whether it's roofers, Santa, birds, old-time chimney sweepers, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish, but you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit directtv.com to sign up today. Claim based on the total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Thanks so much for listening to the First Take Pod. Have a fabulous day. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is always a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by categories like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day's May 12th, and it'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Thanks so much for listening to the pod and have a fabulous day. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. As we enter week nine, there's many big matchups. I got to say, though, this weekend, the slate of games is ridiculous. I'm so fired up. Me too. None bigger than the game between two of the NFL's biggest rivals, the Cowboys and the Eagles. The NFC East foes will square off Sunday at the link with Dallas, a game back in a lost column behind 7-1 Philly. Here's Dak on that looming matchup. Jerry did say he didn't want to talk about the Eagles because he's learned his lesson. So He didn't want to poke the bear. He didn't want to poke the bear is what he said. 
<laughs> poor honey on me. I always say that, you know. You see me and a bear in a fight, poor honey on me. So he can poke it. It's part of it. It's part of the National Football League. Whether we talk or not, we know what's ahead of us. Uh, great opponent. Um, excited for it. Okay. I have one thing to say. <laughs> I-, I love the chain. Um, but I'm confused about the sound. Stephen A., should uh, Dak want to poke the bear there? Why not? Why not? I, I mean, listen, I control, da- I-, I control Dak Prescott all I want to, but it's really because of the fans because, you know, I, can't, I just can't stand that the most nauseating fan base in NFL <laughs> history and sports history. I just can't stand Cowboy fans, okay? But I mean it all in love. That love-hate relationship is all good. You know, it's, it's all in fun. Uh, but Dak Prescott is impossible to root against if it wasn't for the Cowboy fan base. Yeah. Um, he's class personified. <laughs> he says the right things. Uh, he looks the part. He says all the right things. He's the most useless quote in the NFL right? because he never says anything wrong okay so we get all of that but the reality is in this particular situation when you parse his words that's the right attitude to have it don't make a difference it's not like they're gonna have pity on us right. it's not like they're gonna come at us we the dallas cowboys right. and they the philadelphia eagles they're gonna do everything they can to come and knock us off whatever perch we're on now keep this in mind on target pass percentage in the nfl he's the league leader at 86.2 percent patrick mm-hmm. mahomes is second at 82.3 percent here's the interesting thing i want you shannon and you jeff saturday sergeant friday i I want you to look at this one right here. This season, when leading or the score is tied, Dak Prescott's completing 76% of his passes, eight touchdowns, just one interceptions. However, when he's trailing, that dips to 61%, two touchdowns, four interceptions. Mm-hmm. So the question is, can you get off to a fast start mm-hmm. if you're the Dallas Cowboys? If you do that, Dak Prescott looks all world. Yes. If you get, if you fall behind like they did last year in Philly, then it's problematic for the Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott might wet the bed. That's really what this comes down to. But I have no problem with his quote and what he had to say. It makes perfect sense. Well, that's in the situation, Saturday. You know this from being in the locker room. What you try to do is to force the quarterback to make every throw, every possession matter. We see guys, when they get up 14, they get up 17, they can relax. They wheeling and dealing. They yeah. liable to throw one between their legs and it be complete. But all of a sudden, we are in a nip-tuck ball game. And now the pressure starts to mount and you know every throw counts every possession matters yeah now can you still have that that same moxie that same confidence this is really this is going to be only the first the second time that these two have played because of injuries and yeah. that was 2021 week three cowboys 141 21 in a home monday night football game so these two quarterbacks haven't met a whole lot but I like what Dak had to say. It doesn't matter where I say a little or I say a lot. We're still going to have to play this ball game. And teams are not going to take it easy on Man, you heard. They get, man, stop talking. Why? They're not going to take it easy on if I don't talk. Well, you know, yep. Shannon didn't say nothing this week, guys. We could take it easy on them. No. <laughs> they're going to try to beat the hell out of us anyway. So That's I'm right. going to get my say in. I'm going to talk before the game, during the game, and after the game. If you beat me, say congratulations to the guys you won. But you better bring it. Let them know. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> hey, listen, hey, hide if you're scared. Otherwise, we're all showing up, baby. Hey, the Eagles, yeah. they want to they put the pound in either way. So it don't matter what we say, it's time. I will say this about Dak and, and, and uh, Stephen A., to your point. I think some of what skews it, the, 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 the Arizona game, it gave, it gave me pause, right? Like, I, I didn't love the way he played. The interception down in the red zone bothered me. But they got boat raced against the 49ers, right? So, and, and the 49ers defense had every answer to the test. They, they were jumping balls. Mm-hmm. They were causing havoc. They were, so it was a bad game. But if you look at Dak, other than that, 
that he has played well, right? He's played good football. To your point, he's leading the league in accuracy, all those kinds of things. What I like about him saying, poke the bear, whatever, whatever, you, or the honey, I don't even understand what it means, but whatever he's saying about it is this, this game matters. It matters to us. It matters to me. We don't care if they're upset about it. We're going we, to come in, and it's time to go play, right? We want to put ourselves in that conversation of the best team in the NFC, maybe the best team of the NFL, depending on how we play. Let's go do it. The Eagles ain't going to play any different. Jalen Hurts nope. ain't going to play any different. Eagles defense ain't going to play any different because he said put honey on me or poke the bear, whatever it is, right? And they ain't going to be any softer because Jerry's been kind to him. Don't nobody care, right? No, no one cares even a little bit. It's time. This is why you play the game. These type of days, these type of opportunities, let's go show, right? Everybody wants to go beat up on, on the weak teams. Let's yep. go play the best teams and go show them who we are. All right. You guys remember that Mariah Carey video, honey? That was a classic. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was That, <laughs> that was movie with Jessica really Alba, honey. Yeah. I remember the movie. You remember the movie, Jessica Alba with honey? I remember. Oh, that one, too. Remember the Mariah Carey song and that one, that other music video, Heartbreaker. She had the yeah. Levi's cut off and the rainbow. Mm-hmm. That was, it was, it was a She looked the part. She could sing the <laughs> I, part. I just, told, remember, I just remember her doing a concert and leaning against the wall the whole time. <laughs> Stephen A. Oh, only you. Hey, all right. Yeah, I remember the. I remember the prime moment. <laughs>